0: genuinely had no idea that you weren't I would
1: I was 20 when I found out I can't skip oh my gosh I spent 20 years <laughs> of my life thinking I was just like one of the people kippily, kippily, <laughs> hopping, like hopping around one to get the to people. college to observe and realize no one's ever stopped me
0: well because what are they gonna say <laughs> they're gonna be like excuse me Caitlin honey that's that's not a skip
1: Life can be easy, life can be hard, even if you plan, you can still be caught off guard. So let's talk about it, we'll have some laughs too, join Caitlin and Alyssa for a few, neat and on the rocks. Yeah, for me another. Do to hear a joke? What have you heard of Murphy's Law? Yes, have you heard of
0: Coleslaw? Coleslaw, Coles Law. like coleslaw. Is that the pun?
1: Damn it, yeah.
0: <laughs> I love coleslaw on a barbecue sandwich.
1: I was wanting you to be like, No, what's coleslaw? And I was like, I'm surprised it's just sliced cabbage. I'm sorry, I
0: ruined it i'm sorry i see the way you said it i thought you were saying coleslaw like you the you way mean- you drew it out was too obvious i'm sorry I'll do,
1: I'll do better i'm gonna i have another okay it's fine it's fine you just i really said- was really banking on having that comedic moment <laughs> okay
0: here we go Welcome to Neat and On the Rocks Pod, where sometimes life is neat and sometimes you are thrown onto the rocks. Here's to the good, the bad, and the entertaining. Hi, my name is Alyssa. And hi, I'm Caitlin. Caitlin, are you neat or
1: are you on the rocks today? Ooh. (laughs) And I've been thinking about this all day. I know that we're going to come together and record. And it's been a very interesting week to say the least. I think I'm coming up to knee. I think I've been for a okay. day or the chunk of the couple of days a little bit on the rocks just because it's it's just been a wild time in my work and also like the pandemic, like I think like the vaccines are coming out. So it's just kind of crazy and hectic and all those things. But I'm kind of coming to terms with things and
0: a I'm, comeuppance, if you will.
1: Correct. And I am I mean, I'm always, I'm happy to see you and I uh, am just trying to get, find my footing again. And I also, I feel like in the world of pop culture, things are blowing up. Like, Meghan Markle. Uh, yes. <laughs> Prince Harry are just like blowing up my mind right now. And mm-hmm. I feel as though if anyone's asking me how I'm doing, you really, you might as well be asking me my personal opinions on what happened that two hour interview. It was a fantastic interview just because like, First of all, it's was a two-hour interview. It felt like 30 minutes. I was watching Oprah and Gail on uh, CBS this morning and she said the total time of interview was three hours and they had to edit it down to about an hour and 25 minutes. Alyssa, are you neat or are you feeling on the rocks today? You know,
0: I'm also going to describe myself as neat today. Oh. After... I finished work today. I went out and sat on my deck in the sun for like 30 Mm -hmm. minutes and it just felt so good. Like it was 63 degrees in my area today and the sun was shining. There's still snow that hasn't melted, but, uh, we had, we had a me, myself and I is who I mean by we, we had a (laughs) great time in the sun. It was just me by myself. I, I guess I'm not entirely well, but
1: (laughs) maybe you're just like me. You're like, you started a little on the rocks and you're, you're, you're seeking your way. My comeuppance. Your comeuppance. I can't say that word. I mean, it's comeuppance.
0: It is Wednesday. So technically now we are on the decline towards the
1: weekend, which love that. Love that. Except we're losing an hour. What? It's daylight savings. What? This weekend? This weekend.
0: Are you kidding?
1: No, I'm not. So this is when
0: we spring ahead.
1: And we lose an hour. This is fresh hell.
0: Um, next <laughs> week's going to be terrible. <laughs> What are
1: you talking about this week?
0: Well, Caitlin, as we know, March Madness is a thing. And though we did Disney songs March Madness, okay. I also thought that this could be a time when we could talk about a, uh, a topic that I am 150% unqualified to discuss, and that is sports.
1: Yes. And I am, I too am talking <laughs> about my favorite sport. I don't know. What business we have talking about sports, but
0: we're gonna do it anyway. And so, my first question for you, Caitlin, yes, is what sports, if any, did you play as a child into your teen years? I mean, later too, I guess, if you want. Do you do any sports still? You
1: tell me. What are the sports of your life? So, as a child, I briefly played soccer, but I was getting kicked in the face by the soccer ball too much. Like it can't. Were you the goalie? No, <laughs> I <laughs> what? kept getting injured playing soccer. <laughs> it was a short-lived soccer career. And then I played tennis. I went to like a tennis camp, which was like just like a free, like two day thing. Then I got into playing lacrosse. Lacrosse? Yeah, I played lacrosse for... That's like an aggressive sport. Yeah, I'm not even an aggressive person. I started in fifth, fourth or fifth grade I think I did it till seventh grade or eighth grade. Wow. I was a a lot of years. Yeah. But I played it so like loosely, but I really, I actually really liked it. I really liked lacrosse.
0: I only ever played lacrosse in gym class and (laughs) (laughs) I would stand in the middle of the field. And when somebody was running, cradling the ball, uh, I would gently lean out and act like I was gesturing my stick in that direction so that I could pass gym class. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> the last sport that I played was field hockey. Mm. I cannot stress, I hated field hockey. I hated it so much. Wow. Uh, my my parents wanted all of us to play a sport in high school. So in high school. Mm-hmm, so I my older sister played field hockey, and I was like, oh, well, she can do it. I'll just do it too. I was the goalie because. On the first day, they were like, all right, you can either run the perimeter of this property or if you want to be a goalie, you can stay behind and we'll like get you sized up in padding. And I was like, I hate running. I was like, I'll do it. Right. And then Karma karma really came around because then I had to run in that padding. Oh, <gasps> yeah. And then I played. I also played college. field hockey
0: briefly. You play what?
1: Quidditch.
0: College. Oh, OK. I one year of Quidditch. Oh, good for you. I see. I never played because I was so afraid that I could get injured. Like as I got older and I realized that like violin was my thing. I was like, I can't break my wrists.
1: Yeah. No, so, no, no,
0: no. so there's a lot of things that to this day, I'm like, I can't try that because I might break my wrist.
1: I also did cheerleading Oh, more up my alley. I'm very spirited.
0: Did you do like competitive cheerleading with like tumbling?
1: So I did kind of No, when I, my first year I did it, it was like, at my school, it was like at my little Catholic school, so it wasn't really doing anything. And then my seventh and eighth grade year, we did stunting. So I was like hoisting people up in the air. Oh, like yes, girl. Up. I like the muscles. I like the technical parts of it, and I like the cheering part. I just didn't really like the people I, I cheered led with. Okay. I liked being really happy. I liked, mm-hmm. I liked all of it. And I still use my leading skills when I lift heavy stuff. Oh, like bending your knees. The trick was like, they told us one, two, and then like kind of go down and then up. So when you like went to go pick up stuff, if it's heavy, you just kind of dip down and then go back up and it just, it's easier to carry. Oh. So those are all the sports I've been in.
0: As a young girl, I did Irish step dancing because... <laughs>
1: Hey, I that Irish is dancing.
0: on brand. Then why do you say that?
1: So I only did Irish step dancing for two weeks. <laughs> I did it for a couple of years,
0: um, but okay. I was little. I was like like six. Like I did it from probably like five to seven, and then I was like, I want to play field hockey. <gasps> Oh. And so I started playing field hockey and I loved field hockey. The whole reason I started playing field hockey is because I believe one of my cousins, one of my older cousins, played field hockey and mm-hmm. I thought she was really, really cool. And so I was like, a, just a little copycat because I like idolized her. And so I was like, oh, like I wanna, I wanna learn field hockey. And I loved field hockey, but the girls were literally the meanest. People I've ever met in my life. So they mean. bullied me off the team. I mean, literally, I loved the sport, Caitlin. And I was like, I can't play this sport anymore because these girls are so mean. Like I can't be around them. And then I was on the swim team for a year. Mm-hmm. And I loved swim team as well. And I loved all of these activities, actually. But um I loved swim team. Uh, but swim team is a huge commitment. They had practice like every day after school. And my mom was like, if you want to do swim team again next year, you're going to have to quit something else like violin or theater or chorus and I was like never. <laughs> right, it's a big no for me. And then I started playing soccer and basketball around the same time and I played soccer for a long time. That was my longest sport was soccer yeah. and ironically I played the same position in soccer that I played in field hockey and The structure of like the team on the field, at least when I was a kid, it felt very similar. So it was like an easier transition for me compared to basketball. And um, so, yeah, so soccer, I played from fifth grade to 11th grade but I didn't play for the school. I only played for a rec league because again, by that point I was already like bullied by a lot of the athletic kids at school because I wasn't good at it, even though I loved it. So I was like, I'm just going to play on a a league where it's, we're doing it for fun and to be active and playing it as a game because the competitive kids were way mean. And then uh, basketball. I also played basketball for a couple of seasons, like maybe three seasons, maybe. And I really thought I was going to be amazing at basketball because my grandfather played in the NBA. My, yeah, my, my grandfather played for the Boston Celtics from 1948 to 1950. He grew up in Irish Harlem in New York city. He went to Holy cross college in Massachusetts. They won the, you know, college basketball thing. NCAA and that, He won the NCAA and then he got picked up by the Celtics to play. Um, He played, you know, and so I was like, it's in my blood. Like, I'm going to be so good at this. False. (laughs) I mean, I was okay. I, I was pretty good at free throws. I was okay at layups and I was big. I was tall. So they made me a center a lot, but like not great at running not super coordinated to like dribble and run at the same time. And several times I got hit in the back of the head with a basketball so hard that like my vision, I lost my vision for a second and then it like fuzzied back in that happened a couple of times in the few seasons I played basketball. So I was like, yeah, I don't think this is for me. And then, you know, also throughout that time, I was already, um, you know, doing all of my artsy stuff. So by the time I got to high school, I figured out that, although I did play again, I did play rec league soccer until 11th grade. So that's pretty late, but for the most part, I realized that the arts were for me.
1: I'm so uncoordinated. Like I am so uncoordinated. I, any sport, I was just like, eh, like if I can stand, but I wish like I had, so field hockey and soccer, I mean, there's a lot of running involved. And I, especially Mm. like field hockey has a lot of running. I don't think people really know that unless you have played it, but I wish I liked running. If I could at least like running. One of
0: the craziest parts about field hockey for me was the mouth guard. Like I remember my mom, like- boiling it and then you have to like put it in your mouth and then at games they get so spitty that you're constantly like shaking out the spit and running your water bottle through it oh god so gross
1: i used to the padding and stuff for field hockey i smelled exclusively at like a foot from july until november
0: now that we've gone over our own history of playing sports, I am going to give you a brief overview and history of some modern sports and a touch of the Olympics. So one of my questions for you as we get into this is, do you follow any sports or are there any teams that you stand? So
1: I am mostly, I'm so nervous to say this because a lot of our friends are from Philadelphia. So I am mostly in New York. Uh, a New York sports fan so I like them. that's where you're from yeah I'm from New Jersey so but I like the the Jets the Mets the Nets <laughs> I think that's all of them but I, Nets? But I also, Nets what sport is Nets basketball that is not original okay <laughs> it's all the Ets, but like oh. I, I also don't watch I don't watch any of that like I really don't and I try I really try if I have to really sit down and fo- I focus I can't do it I went to a a tailgating thing a couple months ago and it was for my friend and she was like it's like go birds and I was like all right sounds cool so I wore the mighty duck shirt that's a bird that's a bird and then I come to find out it was for the eagles (laughs) (laughs) so then I was like I wonder if there's other things to do besides watch the game like maybe there's like people socializing safely because we're still in the pandemic so I like we went and there was everyone just watched the game. And I was like, is that it? That's that. We're all focused. This is what we're doing. So then I also brought in my <laughs> in my purse knitting needles and some yarn. Oh. And <laughs> <laughs> I like where this is going. So I <laughs> he brought it with me. And I was having a good time. Like I was chatting with my friend and her brother. And the knitting needles were like packed away nicely. And the brother, you like went to go back to get something, and he was like, Why do you have needles in your bag?
0: We're going to have to post when this episode releases the video of us at our friend's wedding where people started singing the Eagle song and the two of us were like, what's happening?
1: (laughs) I was like, oh, we're here. This is... This is a team that is loved. I hate the song. It's so annoying. I know. I'm really sorry. I'm
0: really sorry to the fans. (laughs) The song is very irritating. But, you know, if they're happy, I'm happy for them. But I hate the Super Bowl. I hate football. I'm not a sports person. If I was going to stand a team, it would be the Giants because my family are all Giants fans. I'm shocked you said that. Oh, yeah, because my family's all from New York. So they're all Giants fans. So if I, if I was going to support a football team, it would be the Giants. I happen to not like football and I also don't understand football. And I didn't grow up with sports in my house. Like I feel like a lot of kids, the reason they like sports as adults is because they grew up watching sports in their house as a child. And we didn't do that. That's just not part of my identity at all. Clearly, it's not that I don't like sports in general. Like I tried a bunch. I played a bunch, but watching them on TV, not really
1: my thing. I do love the Olympics. I do too. I think there's something different about it though. Well,
0: because the Olympics, you feel this like national
1: pride there is a unite
0: that you don't experience in other sports because everybody's from the u.s and also they don't Mm -hmm. represent your state i will never understand that i didn't know that until a couple of years ago i just assumed like everybody that plays for the philadelphia eagles is from philadelphia or pennsylvania i didn't know that until a couple of years ago that like that's not a thing like i thought it was like the olympics like if you're from the united states you're going to be playing for team usa like that that's that makes sense to me And like high school, like you play for the high school you go to, college, you play for the college you go to, professional sports where there's like trading and money. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I truly don't, I I don't get it.
1: I'm pretty sure that's the same rule for Miss America. What? They're not from their state because there is a girl. They're not from the states that they represent? Yes. So there was a girl on The Bachelor who was Miss North Carolina and she is from Virginia. What? I that was doesn't like, make any sense. I was like, you don't represent them. Right. I'm doing what? it
0: There's only certain sports I watch in the Olympics that I follow really hard. My favorite sports to watch in the Summer Olympics are swimming, synchronized diving, and gymnastics. And my favorite sports to watch in the winter time is figure skating, ice dancing, more figure skating. I love figure skating so much. It's my favorite. I love
1: Adam Rippon. Oh, he's fabulous. Um, I also love Mariah. Hi, Mariah. Adam and Mariah. It's Caitlin and Alyssa here we are we would love love to have you here on our podcast
0: can you imagine also Jonathan Van Ness he likes to figure skate Michelle Kwan bring them all in do you prefer the summer olympics or the winter olympics
1: Uh, probably the summer I do love the gymnastics of it all
0: I see I do love that I'm a winter olympics girl forever
1: the last winter olympics I didn't fully participate in watching Figure
0: I, skating. Figure
1: skating. I watched like some parts of it, but I what I mostly watched was your live tweets because you live tweeted <laughs> so much. I love figure skating so so much. much. And one time I think I texted you something. I just was like texting hello. And you responded in all caps. Are you watching the figure skating Olympics right now? And I said, no, you got so mad. You're like, why? As someone who enjoys dancing shows, how could you not love figure skating? Oh, Johnny Weir. Love him.
0: The athleticism mixed with the arts. Like sign me up. That's also why I like gymnastics.
1: Floor routines forever. Honestly, like with figure skating, there's just like an extra level, like that you have to look beautiful and you have to do all these tricks while having knives onto your, onto your feet <laughs> and balance on ice. Like you have to do so many layers of things. Like for sure. You're going to balance on the ice. Then you're going to have to, then you have to move around. Then you have to spin. Then you have to look nice and smile. Same with like a limp, like gymnastics that they're doing all these flips and they have to do all their timing Mm -hmm. at the same time looking nice like that is insane to me correct insane in front of a global like everyone around not even just like one country like or one state like with the world series it's probably regionally watched like if your team is on it then your team is watching or you're watching your team not everyone's tuning into the world series like the multiple games of it Mm -hmm. With the Olympics, everyone around the world is watching, which right. is wild. Do you have a favorite sport? Like
0: if I had said to you, what is your favorite sport? Do you have an answer for that?
1: Do you want a serious answer or a sarcastic answer? A serious answer.
0: Like if you were filling out a survey and it said, what is your favorite sport?
1: So if I were to go to a sport game.
0: That's not what I asked. I said, what is your favorite
1: sport? I don't really have an answer. I can say if I were to go to a, a sport game of choice. Mm-hmm. I, I like soccer games.
0: I, my favorite sport is also soccer. I mean, I, like I said, I did play soccer the longest. I understand soccer. It's so soccer to me is so easy to understand what's going on. Like it just makes sense. I don't understand offsides, but other than that, I understand offsides. I mean, I also played it. So that's maybe that's why I don't know, but if that's the one thing you don't understand, but you can tell what's going on besides that.
1: Yeah. I mean, the ref
0: has- calls that for you. It's not like you need to know if they're offsides.
1: Yeah. I like, I overall, and then like the rules are pretty straightforward. You kick the ball, you mm-hmm. can't touch the ball. It makes sense. Soccer makes sense. Also, and I enjoyed all around the world. It's time too. so like, you know, an a, a soccer game. Should-
0: 40, right. 40 minutes or whatever. Yes. Whatever the time is, it's going to be straightforward. Yes. That's another thing that I'm going to be bringing up.
1: The one thing though, <laughs> like how it ends in a tie I feel like it is kind of annoying. What, a shoot off? Well, so I went to a professional soccer game once and it was like we watched the two halves and then we watched overtime. The game was still tied. They just ended the game. It's fine. It just like, <laughs> I feel like there was so much, like, where I went, it was a lot of pent up like excitement and you just like wanted to like let go of the excitement either in rage or in happiness. In rage. Like, no, the bandits, they won. I don't know. Oh, my God.
0: So, Caitlin, the documented history of sports goes back about 3000 years. A lot of early sports were associated with war prep or hunting, thus throwing spears Etc. Have you ever shot archery? Do you know how to do that? That's the closest I got to like a uh, Hunger Games t- style skill. I've never done that. No, it's real fun. The first Olympic Games were in 776 BC. And that was the first introduction to formal sports. The games that were played at those Olympics were foot and chariot races wrestling, jumping, discus, and javelin throwing. I would love to watch a chariot race. I want to be carried in a chariot. Like if I'm going to participate in the chariot race. Wait, is a chariot race a person pulling you in a chariot? Well, or is I, it a horse? Are there a horses involved? Because if there's horses involved, I'm out. No, no, I no. I don't do horses. What? I don't do horses. Did you not know this about me? No, I did not. I don't do horses. Horses. I I will look at a horse from really far away, but like, I can't get close to a horse because they scared the bejesus out of me. They give me the heebie-jeebies and they make me very nervous. And I just have this instantaneous, like irrational fear that they're going to kick me in the head and kill me. I can't get close to them. They also, their eyes being
1: partially on the side of their head, like. I don't know. Like, I'm not into it. Horses, like, I'm not like, I'm not like, nay about it. Like, they're fine. Get it? Nay. Oh, I got it. I chose to ignore it. (laughs) I feel like I also have a special connection to horses because of the Nickelodeon TV show, Caitlin's Way, which is about, a mean, a rough like a rebellious girl named Caitlin who's forced to move to Montana and hang out with horses. The tagline for Caitlin's way was there's a right way. There's a wrong way. And there's Caitlin's way. And honestly, Oh my God. Honestly, it
0: lives in me. So now that we know that these early Olympics started in 776 BC, ancient Greeks, right? They're like known for starting the Olympics. And, you know, a lot of these sports do have ties to the ancient civilizations. So we're just going to go through some modern sports and kind of make some connections for you. Okay. So the first sport that I am bringing up is the bat sports. And by bat sports, I mean cricket shows up in the late 16th century. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really know what cricket is. Somebody
1: told me they played cricket in high school. Was this you? Me? I played cricket in grammar school. I don't understand. Cri- like, to me, the way
0: that you have described cricket to me sounds like croquet it's nothing of the sort tell the listeners a brief overview of what is cricket besides british
1: okay so i'm surprised that i have some expertise behind a sport that i explained so cricket from when i remember when i played it when i was younger there are two bases so there's home base and like first base and you throw the ball obviously like baseball and the cricket bat is flat. If you hit it, you, you have to run back and forth between the single base and home. So you have to keep going back and forth to get the points. Until what? When re- do you stop? I don't remember. Okay. So I don't remember that part. <laughs> okay. Something else that's important. So if you're up to bat, or another thing about these bases, there's three poles on them. Poles? Like, yeah, three poles. If you Sticking look up. up from the ground? So another thing is at, like, at my school, we they were like attached to a base. They like were sticking into this plastic thing. Again, it, okay, a very loose thing. So if you threw the ball and the ball hit the base, like one of the poles, you're immediately out. This but, like, is you know,
0: very hard for me to imagine.
1: Do you know, like in baseball, do you know how you're hit by? If you're hit by the ball, like you're hit by pitch, you automatically go to first base. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't uh, really
0: know things about sports. I thought we had established this.
1: Yeah. So I'm trying to think of the best. Yeah. So if you if you threw the ball and it hit one of the poles on that base, you're automatically out. Okay.
0: Cricket started showing up in the late 16th century, so it's pretty old. And then in the 1800s, we got America's favorite pastime, baseball. And at some point, also softball shows up. Now, <laughs> Caitlin. <laughs> I played softball once in gym and never again. I had a lot of issues with, I am a right-handed person, but they made me put the glove on my left hand. And I guess it's because you'll throw with your right hand. But then my natural instinct when the ball was coming towards me to catch it was to also use my right hand. So my thumb got jammed and I couldn't play the violin for a week and my my orchestra teacher was like you're not you should she was like i can't believe that you guys have to play sports when you're musicians this is just wrong <laughs> i was like yeah i get it gym class damaged me do you have a thing now against softball after that one time you're like i don't have a thing against it but like also i'll never play it again that one day was enough for me <laughs> it does there's no appeal to me i don't like it we did play tennis baseball in elementary school gym class that was really fun because it involved a tennis racket and a tennis ball so like everybody could do it. <laughs> it wasn't hard. And then you just ran the bases like you would for kickball. Right. I don't know the rules. But it was, it was cool. The other thing that I do know, I do enjoy going to a baseball game in the last few years of my life. I've gone to like a couple of Phillies games. And you know what, if I had to pick a sports team that I liked the most, I think it's the Phillies.
1: Okay.
0: Because I have been to more than one game of theirs. Actually, the first baseball game I ever went to, I was taken to a baseball game by my aunt and uncle when I was visiting them in Texas. And ironically, the Astros were playing the Phillies when I was there.
1: Oh, that's so, sweet.
0: so every baseball game I've ever been to. Um, and by that, I mean, I think it's three total.
1: Three b- baseball teams ever, games ever. Correct.
0: But the environment, like the ambiance is great. You don't really have to pay attention to the game, the food and the drink, and it's nice out. And It's just like a fun ambiance. Like I'm low key into a baseball game. Also, baseball players have great butts. They do. The next sport that I'm going to talk about briefly is basketball. So I know I already told you my inside association with basketball, my grandfather, but basketball rules started evolving in the late 1800s. And then by the early 1900s, they had nets on the hoops. I guess before that they were just throwing it in like an open ring And then the first shoes, which I did not know this. So, you know how basketball shoes have like taken on a life of their own and, you know, they're very expensive and all these fancy brands and people who don't play basketball still buy the basketball shoes. The first shoes designed for basketball were actually Converse All-Stars. Huh. I'm shocked by that. They were this. So this came out in 1917 and then they were made legendary by Chuck Taylor. Hence why people call them Chucks, which oh. I knew. people I knew people called them Chucks, but I didn't realize that was why. Apparently it's uh, Chuck Taylor. It's like a basketball dude who played, wore those shoes. Oh, wow. I did not know that. What I really don't understand is how those shoes went from being designed as an athletic shoe into being heavily associated with the alternative kids of the nineties. <laughs> And early 2000s, yeah. like all those kids would be like, yeah, my chucks. And listen, I'm not judging. I, I think they're 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 cool shoes. I ran mine into the ground last year. I need a new pair, but I don't like I would never have guessed in a million years that they were an athletic shoe.
1: Honestly, me either. I also have never owned a pair of Converse before.
0: I feel like that does not shock me.
1: Yeah. It's not not really your style. Ballet flats are just a comfortable shoe. The
0: next uh, thing that I wrote in my notes is the grossest of all the sports, American football and rugby puke. That's what (laughs) I wrote in my notes.
1: (laughs) Rugby though. So, well, I mean, have you ever seen rugby? But no, like I'm talking about the players. (laughs) Oh, are they hot? Pretty sure. Polo. No, water polo. I feel like they're very good looking
0: waterpolo did not come up on my brief little history overview of sports because I used exactly one article and it's not in that article. So,
1: gotcha.
0: which I will share, of course, in the show notes. <laughs> I don't know anything about rugby except that it's violent. There is one episode on friends where Ross attempts to play rugby with a girl. He wants to, to he like recently started dating. He wants to like impress her and play rugby with her friends because she's British and she's like, you're going to die. Like it's a rough sport and then he is pretty unwell that's the only thing i know about rugby
1: the two things i know about rugby is that there's a part where they're all pushing against each other what yeah i've i've never seen a full i've never seen a rugby game before So if we take this show on the road to ireland do they play uh, rugby in ireland i'm assuming so it's i feel like it's a european game i know it's associated with england but there's something in rugby that they lift people up in the air they carry them just two people like They kick the ball up in the air and then two people are hoisted in the air and then they catch the ball. What? That sounds wild. I I, truly,
0: I truly know nothing. You're educating me.
1: I feel like if I were to put money down, I'm. Like 65% accurate. I'm most positive that they hoist two people in the air to get the ball.
0: So, in talking about rugby and football, they were together in this article because they're, I guess, sort of related. Rugby started as a Roman game and then was modernized in England, but the okay. games
1: could go on for five days. What? For, like even five days. Even in modern times? Uh,
0: I don't think so. I think this is when it first started being okay. like started being a thing in England.
1: So at okay. schools now five days with breaks or five days
0: straight. I'm assuming they like took a break for a meal
1: and then like asleep and then came back and continued the game. But that's absurd to me. It is absurd. I also I'm assuming that football and rugby are put together because they're contact sports. They're full contact.
0: Well, then when we switch over to talking about American football, and you have to say American football because in the rest of the world, football is something completely different. Right. American football, according to this website, is a fusion of rugby and soccer, aka real football. Okay. So it seems like in terms of American football, it seems like Rutgers and Princeton are credited with the first like official game around 1869. Caitlin I will never understand football I have truly tried like I have sat down with someone and been like tell me about it I don't understand like the yellow fork there's so many lines I think there's math involved why when the game has five minutes left does it take a 30 minutes like I don't yeah I don't understand truly I don't understand. Also, there are so many head injuries. Like, yep, is this really the sport we want to be
1: playing for people's health? I also don't understand it with football that there's teams within the team. What? So there's so you have the whole team, and then there's like it's split into two: the offensive part of the team and the defensive part of the team. It's it's not one team. It's one team, but it's within a team. It's like. Do you know how there's like a grade in school, but that grade has multiple homerooms? Yes. I, th- I think it's like that. Okay. So-,
0: so you get assigned a homeroom when you audition? I mean, <laughs> what's the sport word? Try out. Try out. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know it's wrong, but I don't know what's right.
1: <laughs> that just made me. <laughs> uh, so you try out. And then I guess, depending on your, your built and how you run and stuff, you're either on the defensive side or the offensive side. And don't they play together? I mean, they have to play in. No, what? I don't think so. Because like
0: in soccer, for example, in in, in football, everywhere else. Sure. You might be playing offense or you might be playing defense, but like you're working together to get a goal and to keep the ball out of your own goal.
1: So f- from my understanding of American football is that you have three tries to get the ball into a certain point of the field.
0: The yellow, the, the, the fork?
1: The fork is the end goal. So you're trying to get it in there? Not in there, but over there. Okay. So you have three time tries. So your team, the offense side is trying to charge through the defense of the other team. And then if you don't- And when get- you're
0: doing that, your defense is like
1: sitting down? I believe so really I think so listeners if we have any football people one we're so sorry very
0: sorry we're
1: so sorry Um,
0: I again I repeat what I said at the top of this episode we have no (laughs) business covering sports as a topic at all
1: no idea we shouldn't be here right now (laughs) and then I think like after the three times if you don't get it then the other team is like okay well like now it's the other team's turn to try to go on the other side so I think They switch everyone out.
0: I had no idea this was happening.
1: I could, this all could be a lie. Why is the ball pointy? Like, I just have too many questions. (laughs) I
0: think there's a reason why nobody else plays American football and that it's an American thing because I think the rest of the world is like, no.
1: Well, like, I think the head injuries part. The
0: head injuries are bad.
1: They're bad. I would
0: not let my child play football.
1: No, I, I would like my child to play something like a weird sport synchronized swimming <laughs> honestly yes or like come on my son Franklin we got a fencing match for you I don't I know think it would to. be really hard for me be- like if I had
0: a child who really loved it because you don't want to deny them something they love but also like it's so dangerous and for what? So the next sport that I have, and I'm going to be honest, I never considered this a sport. Okay. And I don't say that to offend anyone. I just, I considered it a game. What's the difference between a game and a sport, Caitlin? Because I'm not sure now. Like, I think like sports have games, right? Right. But also like there's card games and there's video games. And then there's like, let's play kick the can. That's a game. There's drinking games. Right, but like, what makes a
1: specific game into a sport? Like, I'm not sure. I'm not too sure either. So, what is the what is the game that you're talking in right it's now about? Golf. Okay. I don't think of athletic people when I think of golf. I think of rich people. <laughs> I also feel as though golf shouldn't be taken as seriously as it should, because the age range of people that can play golf professionally is a lot. Like, I think there's still a lot of professional older golfers to my knowledge.
0: Yeah. Like, well, and this is where I'm like, when I'm looking up the history of sports and now I have a, I have a cousin who plays like college level golf. Okay. I know that there's skill involved in golf, right? I know that there's practice involved in golf. Is that what makes it a sport? So the game, as we know it was invented in Scotland, but again, I repeat, this is a rich people's sport. (laughs) Like, okay. it costs a lot of money to play golf. But mini golf isn't bad. But mini golf is not considered a sport. I also feel as but though... But again, so, like, that's, again, like, is it a sport? Is it a game?
1: I also feel as though I'd probably be more inclined to watch a live golf game if they're, they have to go through a mini golf-like course. Like, if hilarious. there's a professional golf game, game, and imagine they're like, okay, here's, here's Tiger Woods. He is up at the Ferris wheel. <laughs> Now with a Johnson- periwinkle blue ball today that he chose, <laughs> and it's like now now Johnson, who I assume would be the co-host, are you? Johnson and Alyssa. People have a lot of trouble with the windmill. What are, what are your takes on it? And then Johnson would be like, "Well, Tiger Woods has had a lot of su- success at the windmill, but the loop de loop hole is really where he struggles. <laughs> like that, I, that is what I would watch. I am so bad at mini golf,
0: Caitlin. I'm terrible <laughs> at it." I've, I don't play. I don't have it. the I, patience to like aim. I just like to hit it.
1: I truly don't know. The I act
0: time. like it's a driving range. It's not.
1: <laughs> I truly don't know the last time I have mini golf, but what's really, what's trending now is Top Topgolf, which is a shooting a golf shooting range.
0: I I think it's just called a uh, a driving range, <laughs> not a shooting range, a golf shooting range. But well, golf shooting range. It's okay. Do they consider bowling a sport? Because I feel like golf and bowling go hand in hand. Ooh,
1: you know what? I agree on that statement. Bowling did
0: not come up on this list, but I know people do tournaments for both.
1: Yes. I mean, you can earn in a collegiate level. There are schools that recognize bowling and will give out athletic scholarship for bowling.
0: We played bowling in gym class in elementary school. It was fun. Mm-hmm. And we went and we used to do intramurals. You could like sign up to like go to the go to the bowling league uh, or the bowling alley after school. And then we had to but they, it wasn't mechanical. So you had to learn how to calculate all the points yourself with the strike and the spare. like, that's what we learned in gym class. It was basically math. I was into it.
1: Oh, I have a question for you. Yes. So where we went to college, it was required for both of us to take uh, two gym classes or sports classes. What? classes did you take i did
0: one round of yoga pilates and fitness ball with janice and (laughs) then i did aqua boot camp which was the best i wish that i had done aqua boot camp every semester because i loved it and the lady who taught it was awesome and it was just all around like a great workout yoga Pilates, and fitness ball in college i hated it she made me feel like i like i love yoga now like if you know me now like i Do Not for a while. I've been on a little respite, but normally I do a lot of yoga and I love yoga and I like taking hot yoga classes. Janice made me hate yoga. She made me think that I would hate it because she put on like crazy music and was like screaming at a microphone and it was not restful at all there was no meditation it was awful i hated that class
1: i took a dancer size with this with our teacher whose background was to teach dancer size at senior citizen centers oh cute it, it was adorable she was a delight and i took tennis and t- tennis i took tennis with janice and that's also the same class i learned that i don't know how to skip i forgot that about you i don't it's know. weird yeah
0: and i, I feel like yeah, everyone I, can skip can you still not skip?
1: Did you learn? I still cannot skip. This is a topic of conversation that has come up more times in my life. Like this comes up. I realized that something was wrong with my skipping. I know I'm the slowest person. I'm Were you faking slow- skipping?
0: Like, did you come up with your own version of skipping that allowed you to like be in the pack? No. So
1: Also, why did you have to skip in tennis class? So it was like to warm up, we had to like run around the tennis courts and then we would start skipping. When I came to running, I knew I was going to be the last one around. Like I know that about me. I am the last one in terms of running and walking. I'm not a runner either. Yeah. Nope. I wish I was. I wish I liked running. But when she told us to skip, I would start out with everyone, but then immediately decline. Like I was behind everyone by a lot. So then as I was skipping, I would watch (laughs) everyone skip. And I, I only skip on one side. I don't skip. Okay, well, on the this other.
0: is what I'm. When you're, you're saying that you can't skip, but then you're saying that everyone was skipping. So what were you doing?
1: I was doing like a half a skip.
0: What even is that?
1: So it was like I did. Were submission. you jumping? No. <laughs> like do you know how you kind of like I don't know how to describe skipping, but on my left side, it my like it's leg like would a, go up. It's like a a forward stride and a little hop. Yeah. So I did like. The forward stride hop on my left side but then when i would go and do it on the right i would just take a step <laughs> it looked like i was galloping
0: <laughs> next hockey okay so they assume that ice hockey so when i say hockey i'm talking about ice hockey specifically okay. gotcha. ice hockey is like a descendant they assume of like a northern european field hockey but okay. The modernized version of ice hockey that we know came to be in Canada. This class that I took in college was co-taught by a a psychology professor and a history professor, and they were examining um, data. There was a lot of like sociology as well, but we were examining data or there was a study where they examined, they literally took a bunch of these professional hockey players and they saw what months they were born. And most of them were born in like a span of three months. I don't remember exactly the months. I want to say it was like January through March, but I could be wrong. And the reason why they figured out that that was happening is because by the time, like if you, like, let's say you were born in January. Okay. And I was born in September. We're going to be the same year of school. We're going to be the same age when we. it's time to sign up for sports. But you are enough months older than me that when we're little, you're going to be bigger than me most likely. Oh, so they realized that there was this trend where when they signed up for the sport, like by the time they were five years old, for example, they were more like five and a half compared to some of the other kids who were five. And so a lot of them tended to be a little bit bigger. And then because they were a little bit bigger, they got a little more attention at practices. And then because they got a little more attention at practices, they got a little bit better. And the trend just keeps continuing from there. So then like a bunch of people were like trying to have children in those months so that they their children would be like hockey people wow I've never fascinating heard about that another sport that I bring up now is a sport that I talked about a lot earlier which is ice skating the <laughs> Dutch came up with this around the 14th century and it was introduced to the Olympics in 1908 and became a regular in 1924 Then later, so that's ice, that's figure skating. Then later came speed skating and later still was ice dancing. Ice dancing didn't come in until like the 1970s.
1: So what is the difference between figure skating and ice ice dancing?
0: The types of moves that they do. Okay. So like ice dancing, they do a move called like a swizzle. And then in like figure skating, they do like triple axles or whatever. So like it's the names of like the moves. Gotcha that are, I don't know all the details as much as I love it. I don't know all the details or the rules, but it's all about the types of moves that they do. Okay. Then we've got skiing and water skiing. Now I forget about water skiing. I know skiing is in the Olympics. I don't know about water skiing, but this is kind of funny. So skiing has only been around in the United States for a little more than a hundred years. Oh, but A carving was found on a Norwegian island that is over 4,000 years old. So, like, I don't know what took America so long to get on board with the skiing.
1: That's very interesting. And then... The whole world has been skiing, and we're just...
0: I don't know about the whole world, but at least, like, the Norwegians. The way that water skiing came to be was in 1922. An 18-year-old in Minnesota was like, yo if we can do this on snow, I bet we could do this on water. (laughs) And he was right. And he literally birthed the sport of water skiing.
1: Which also I feel like there's so much, there is a lot of athleticism in that. You have to keep your body like in control, like your core muscles and keep that balance and do like, all the things with that?
0: My next sport is competitive swimming.
1: Oh, I love competitive swimming.
0: I love now I I did say I was on the swim team for a year in my youth. So Mm. I enjoyed it. My stroke of choice was actually butterfly, which is one of the like supposedly one of the harder ones. But I do love watching swimming on the Olympics. It's one of the things I enjoy watching.
1: I think swimming, there's just a lot of twist in the sense of like someone could be leading and then someone else breaks the lead. But what's also interesting to me is that when you are swimming i i don't i've never raced but now you can probably talk about it when you were in the in a swim race
0: mm-hmm.
1: are you paying attention to other people around you or no. you you're that's the thing so like
0: i mean as- i'm not saying that a professional wouldn't be aware if somebody was close to them
1: mm-hmm. me
0: at like 11 for sure was not <laughs>
1: I think maybe they have they're more like in tune with their surroundings but I feel like they're probably not as intentive as like someone who's like running track or cross country because they are kind of looking around
0: the thing about competitive swimming is that pools like obviously people were probably swimming in like lakes and rivers and oceans but pools were not a thing till mid 19th century which I never thought about but like People. It was dang hot and y'all did not have AC and you wore a lot of clothes back then. Like, let's go. We need some pools. (laughs) Swimming races were part of the early modern Olympic Games in Greece in 1896. So they were once the Olympic Games went modern in Greece in the late 1800s, swimming was right there. Gotcha. Next one is a sport that apparently you know well, and that is tennis. Now, when I think of tennis, the first thing I think of is the goat, Serena Williams. Oh, absolutely. So the thing about tennis is that this is, I don't know why this was so funny to me when I read this, but several ancient societies had some kind of tennis like game, but the modern version is from French monks and (laughs) the game was originally called Palm, but like spelled in a French way. And it was because they smacked the ball with their
1: hands. Oh, my goodness. They didn't add rackets
0: till later. So I just picture a bunch of monks, like, sprinting in France, smacking <laughs> tennis, like, modern tennis balls with their hands, which also I'm sure is not what it looked like. But it was so funny to me when I read this. I don't know why I painted this whole picture of myself.
1: Just imagine the, oh, no, no.
0: Right. Like, yeah. It would hurt. It would hurt. <laughs> it's like, it's, I feel like they played, they, they, they started tennis as if it was going to be four square <laughs> with That's a little not, ball Not wrong. <laughs> the next sport. The only thing I have to say about it is volleyball was invented in Massachusetts
1: yeah. at a YMCA. I love volleyball. Volleyball is the best sport to play in gym class in high school because there was no mm-hmm. running involved. So when I was a sophomore in high school, we had a really good gym class. Like it was a really good group. And like every couple weeks they switched up the sports, including volleyball that was in that that cycle of sports. So we played volleyball and then we overtook the gym teacher and we just only played volleyball for the rest of the semester.
0: That was my senior year. My senior year gym class, we... They made us play like ping pong for like a hot second as well. But we had to learn the rules to ping pong and something else and eventually we were like listen we just want to play volleyball. Like we don't want to do anything else. We yeah. just want we just want to play volleyball because we could just stand around and talk while hitting
1: the ball over the net. Like it was oh, great. We were intense about it. We so were not intense though, about it. <laughs> we were very intense about it. Like my class like this was never like we never had verbal communication. We already what? had. Yeah. They like one, like the first day she split us into teams. It was like counting like one, two, one, two, two, like ones on one side, twos on the other. When we started playing, that's the a game, small gym class. It was a, I think there was like 30 of us. Yeah. We had like eight teams. Oh, okay. At the same time <laughs> going at the same time. Yeah. Oh. Like there was
0: four games happening at once in the gym.
1: No, it was just one game. So we would split up into like teams of 15 playing on like the same court. So they set up these rows, but it was just so funny because like, we knew where we should stand. We knew, like we, we knew everything. And then I was really bad at serving. Like, and I didn't like the intention on me. I -hmm. just did not like it. So what I would do is right before, if I was the next one to serve, I would trade, I would be like, do you want to trade spots? So then we would quickly, me and this other person would quickly switch spots because they wanted to serve. So I would constantly not go near, not go near it.
0: The most intense part of volleyball in my high school, uh, my senior year was that whenever the ball left the court, everyone would hit the ground because we didn't want to be the one to go get the ball because it started out, <laughs> it started out really innocent where we would do nose goes. Cause nose goes was like really, really popular back then. Of course. And so, you know, there's three, le- there's three levels of nose goes, at least in my high school, there were three levels of nose goes. So first it's nose goes. Then if you can't tell who it was, you drop to one knee. Then if you can't tell who it was, you touch your nose to the ground. Like, that's how we did it. And so we got sick of every time it took too long. So it started, it got to the point where like the ball would like go rogue in the gym. and Everybody would just literally drop to the ground. And our gym teacher would be like, what's happening over there?
1: Oh my God. And then then once he figured it out,
0: once he figured it out, he was like, oh.
1: I also liked going to volleyball games, like in where we went to college, we had a, a volleyball team. And everyone I really liked on the team and the games were so exciting to watch because really like, yes who's gonna be successful it was and it's just back and forth over and over and over and like it's like oh maybe the other team's gonna get it but then someone like goes down and hits it back up and i think there's such a science to it and like this kind of like dance to it that you're trusting everyone and you're everyone the ebbs and flows are really cool I'm a huge person for volleyball I think it's okay I think it's great
0: the next two that came up were surfing and windsurfing so number one I could never number two (laughs) rocket power woogity woogity so surfing as you could guess, is from ancient Polynesia. The 1940s to the 50s is when the modern surfboard is invented and then windsurfing started around there as well, like 1948. So then, of course, I have soccer, which we've already talked about a little bit. According to FIFA, more than 240 million people around the world play this on a regular basis. Wow. It's a lot of people. It is started in a bunch of ancient societies in China, then Greece, Rome, Central America, all kind of get involved. But the modern version that we know is credited to England, mid-19th century with all of its like rules, like the modern rules and stuff come about in England. Okay. Next, boxing. Early boxing shows up in Egypt around 3000 BC. So boxing is pretty old. And it's introduced into the Olympics in 7th century BC. But after the fall of the Roman Empire, it didn't make a comeback until the 17th century.
1: Wow. So it
0: like started and then it died hard and then it came back. But then even after coming back, boxing had a lot of issues. So, for example, the modern Olympics debut was in 1904. okay, And the USA was the only country to enter. So we won all of those medals. And then (laughs) it's been like on and off banned or outlawed. A lot of boxing matches like can be associated with criminal activity. Police show up at them like it's kind of a touch and go sport throughout history. And like, for example, like the year that Sweden hosted the Olympics in the 1900s, it wasn't allowed to be a sport because it was against the law there. Wow. Okay. Boxing has its own history for sure. The next one that comes up is gymnastics. So we already said we both like gymnastics. We love to watch gymnastics. Gymnastics is arguably one of the oldest sports associated with Greece and the Olympics. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's been around for a really long time. But also, I just have to say, fuck USA Gymnastics because of their abuse of all of the girls. Yes. Did you watch Athlete A, the documentary? Yes.
1: It was so, it's so
0: heartbreaking. Fun. Yes. Like Steve, Larry, F off. Like. Yes. The abuse of girls that has just gone on forever is horrible. Everyone watch Athlete Day. Gymnastics, the sport, started in ancient Greece for exercise. Like, originally, it was just, like, an activity due do for exercise. But then it got more formalized when the Romans took over. Then, like boxing, it kind of disappeared after the Roman Empire crashed. But modern gymnastics took off in the late 1700s. In terms of the uh, modern Olympics, men's started – In 1896 and the women's started in 1936. Now I have two more sports, which also I didn't expect. Like these are not sports that I would expect, but fencing. The only thing I'm going to say about fencing is that if you grew up in the 90s, you knew fencing because of the movie Parent Trap. It put it on the map for us. (laughs) Touche. <laughs> touche is the word that goes with fencing. That's what I know about fencing. So, you use the word touche and they did it in Parent Trap.
1: So with fencing, there's a lot to it. And I only know this because I had a coworker whose son was a fencer. Wow. Different types of, and I'm not going to use anything correctly, but different types of swords. Okay. And there's different types of fencers. I don't think they're even called swords. I'm not entirely sure. I think too with with fencing there's more modern it's more modern now because it you have to hit like the other person obviously but there's now more modern ways to confirm that the other person has been hit
0: when I was a kid because of again parent trap we <laughs> used to <laughs> we used to fence with our violin bows okay and then when we poke each other we yell touche and then our teacher would be like That's not what those are for. And so then the last sport that I read about in this article about a history of sports is rowing. Now, obviously, this is a boat thing. So apparently the Egyptians are credited with starting it as like a sport and not just let's row the boat across the river. OK, this is I'm doing this so poorly. (laughs) It joined the Olympics in 1900. But I'm going to be honest with you, Caitlin. I feel like I never knew this was a thing until I went to a school in Philly. I had never heard of rowing as a sport. I never heard of anybody doing rowing, but it's a big thing in Philadelphia.
1: It is a big thing in Philadelphia. It wasn't a big thing where my, in my high school, but in the schools around me, there were some schools that had rowing. And there's a lot of. It, rowing is really interesting because it also, in, in terms of colleges, cause some interesting twists. So I was listening to one episode of an Inquired Taste podcast, and they brought on a vet and the vet's boyfriend. But the guy was talking about how it's hard to recruit for colleges for for rowing because there's not a lot of programs out there for it. So you really need to find the rowers. So what they would do because you need to have power, upper body strength, strength, you need to have that power to row. Mm-hmm. They would start recruiting like volleyball players to go and row. So the, these D1 schools, if they're looking to fill a team and there's not a lot of rowers, they would be like, Hey, do you want to come to this D1 school, get athletic scholarship? So at volleyball, you, you row. And that kind of caused the issues with the whole college scandal with Lori Loft with Olivia Jade. Oh,
0: that's right. I forgot she was a fake rower.
1: She was a fake rower and there's, she didn't have photo. Obviously she didn't have any photos of her rowing because she didn't do it. But also if you're putting everything in the sense of like a lot of rowers don't come out automatically as rowers onto the team. They start out as volleyball players saying like, oh, I didn't see any pictures of the student playing rowing. It makes sense. I think rowing to me is fascinated in the sense of I connect rowing to this college admission scandal.
0: I am going to end my segment with a deep, deep apology. To anyone who knows things about sports because again I have no business talking about sports We're So sorry. and I'm really sorry <laughs> I don't really know anything about sports
1: so my topic is my favorite sport I know people like gather around to watch football games on Sundays and stuff which is like to each his own live your life the sport that I watch on Mondays is dancing with the stars okay i love dancing with the stars it's so interesting for multiple reasons you have a minimum maybe 12 up to like i think the largest cast ever was 16 people who don't really have anything in common like very random people like carol baskin last year competed and (laughs) she and she was competing With Neve from Catfish. Those two would never be in the same room. And then next to, like, I mean, an athlete. Carol Baskins,
0: though, didn't she use fish oil to put on her husband to kill him? And he's a catfish? I don't know. (laughs) The only connection that I can make. Only
1: connection. There's people who are competing that should never be in the same space, but they're all competing against each other. And then you have these professionals that have to season after season, readapt, reteach, and just hope Like the person they have as their partner is going to do well. So Dancing with the Stars in the U.S. is based off a show in Britain uh, which is called Strictly Dancing. And so now here in the U.S. we have Dancing with the Stars. There has been 29 seasons of Dancing with the Stars. Really? It's been on for that long? For a lot of the time it's on twice a year, but now it's really on once a year. There's been roughly a total of 336 celebrities that have been on Dancing with the Stars. 336? That's a rough estimate that was my math
0: okay well that's a lot that's a lot of famous people
1: so really like if you factor in the junior cast it's Over 350 people have been on Dancing with the Stars. The cast have ranged in terms of athletes, to designers, to politicians, to actors and actresses. There's so many people that are on Dancing with the Stars. And honestly, it's hard to say who's going to win. Because, for example, Heather from Glee was a contestant, which was insane because she was a backup dancer to Beyonce. Right.
0: I was going to say, she was a
1: dancer, She was a dancer. She was on So You Think You Can Dance. So you would think she would have gone far. She did not. Really? Well, but also,
0: I guess my question is like, why would you even want her on that show? Like, wouldn't you want people who aren't dancers to show what somebody could learn?
1: I think they bring, they put these people on of all different levels to see what kind of following they bring. So if they have a big following, like for example, last season, Caitlin Bristow from The Bachelorette, she won and she was on that season. And she has over a million followers on Instagram. She is very, very popular. So I think it's bringing all these different people onto the show. So that's why I think they're just pulling everyone. And there's always someone who's an athlete.
0: Now, I've also heard before that sometimes people who have kind of fallen out of the public eye, even though they once were very famous, sometimes rejuvenate their career by going on Dancing with the Stars. Is that true?
1: Yes. I mean, there's some Kim Kardashian was on Dancing with the Stars. What? (laughs) In the very early stages, Kim Kardashian was on Dancing with the Stars. Wow. Zendaya was the runner-up to Non-Dancing with the Stars in season 16. I love Zendaya. And now she won, I believe she won an Emmy. Like she's incredibly- Euphoria.
0: Such a she good euphoria.
1: show. There's people who come on who have, yeah, definitely rejuvenate their their identity. One real big example of this is Ryan Lochte. The swimmer? The Olympic yes. swimmer? Yes. So he was in hot water because he lied about like a situation that happened in brazil and he said that he was like ambushed or i don't find the exact story but that something happened to him that he was attacked and that didn't actually happen a lot of people hated him so after the olympics ryan lochte ended up on dancing with the stars and i think that's a publicity scent for people to like have him uh, in races. okay has he done anything since then No. Huh. Carol Baskin definitely went on Dancing with the Stars to kind of claim that she's this woman, this animal activist. Well,
0: she went on Dancing with the Stars because she was at the height of her fame because of the Tiger King's documentary.
1: But she was famous from Tiger King because everyone thought she allegedly killed her husband. I have questions about it. Yeah, I mean, I too have questions, so I'm saying allegedly in case she's listening. So a few inter- an interesting thing with this past season, there was a lot of controversy because of the host. So for years, the hosts were Tom Bergeron and Aaron Andrews, and they're lovely. Tom Bergeron has been a host for a very long time on different TV shows, and then Aaron Andrews is a correspondent for ESPN. This year, they stopped it, and they decided to bring in Tyra Banks. <laughs> they were like, sorry, bye. Thank you, Tom and Aaron, for your service. We're bringing in Tyra Banks. Bringing her on to a very established show and kicking off a longtime host did not sit well with viewers like me. And Tyra Banks wasn't a good host. There's a lot of moving parts to it. As one person handling, it's hard. When Tom and Aaron would do it, there was a good back and forth and it was organized.
0: I didn't even think about the fact that You were saying that two people were replaced by a single person.
1: It just was not good. Have
0: you seen Baby Ballroom on Netflix? No. Girl, you need to. The guy who teaches all these kids how to do this Baby Ballroom stuff, I want him to host a dancing show like wouldn't you want somebody who knows things about dance to
1: host it yeah i i would i would want anyone else but tyra banks hosting dancing with the stars tyra i'm so sorry and i like i respect you but you dancing with the stars ain't it for you one thing i enjoyed about dancing with the stars is that i've learned so much about different types of ballroom dance my favorite dance is the Doble. (laughs) it has this movement and this you have to be like tough and hold your head strong and hold your body up and there's you have to be like so sure of your next moves and you have to do stuff with such conviction, which I admire. Cause I'm always like, I don't know what I'm doing with my hands. See, this like- is
0: how I know that I would like the show. And also how I know that you would like baby ballroom because I <laughs> love dancing and I love dance shows. I just don't watch, I can't watch anything that's like scheduled. Like I need them to put dancing with the stars, like a chunk, like just drop, like, you know, like dance moms. Like I need them to, <laughs> Chunk it, drop it on Netflix.
1: I've been to Dancing with the Stars live, and that's a, that's a good time. When I knew we were talking about sports, I was like, I'm going to talk about Dancing with the Stars. So I decided to do kind of. I was curious about the 12 seasons I watched, and surprisingly, most of the dancers on there are usually athletes. There's usually a couple athletes every season. There's usually actors every season. There's oh, there's typically one to two singers. And then there's like a shock value contestant that like you're like I can't believe so and so's on this season. They always have like one or two the Carol Baskins, like Carol Baskin and Nelly. There are usually reality stars. Uh, there's TV hosts that are on it. Like Drew Carey has been on it. Kim Kardashian, like I said, Robert Kardashian has also been on it. Are you and like our social media people on it too? Social media people are on it. Bethany Moda. She's a, a makeup YouTuber. She was on it a couple seasons ago. Alexis Ren, who has, I believe has 8 million followers on Instagram. She was on it. It brings a lot of people together to compete. So I did a cast to propose to you of 20. And I, what I did, because I did research, I categorized people into acting, comedian, reality stars, YouTubers or influencers, political person. And then like there's been fashion designers on there. Betsy Johnson was on a season of Dancing with the Stars. Oh. Yes. Do they ever do authors? They've had people who've also written books on there. Like they they're athletes and wrote a book or a singer. Oh, who I,
0: I'm not I'm not saying people who wrote a book about themselves. I'm saying like people who like are an author for a living. I guess not. Not
1: to my knowledge.
0: Stephanie I mean- Meyer, who wrote The Twilight series, like let's get her
1: on there. Mm.
0: I just said that to see your reaction.
1: (laughs) I've been working on this list. I was so excited. And I don't know if you know this. I I called one of your closest friends to confirm that you would know these people. And, you know, I'm sorry. Um, I'm not always the best with pop <laughs> culture references. It's it's okay. And so the way I also picked this list was because I'm not picking like A-listers. This list consists of people who I actually think would be on Dancing with the Stars. You gain Instagram followers. You gain a social media presence from just being on the show. Also, you make a lot of money being on the show. How much do they make? When I did research on that, it's I think the first week everyone's like thirty thousand, but when you're in the final four, A lot of money.
0: Caitlin, okay, so here's here's a question for down the road.
1: Yes, I would love to be on dance.
0: I was gonna say, should our podcast take off, do we try to get ourselves onto yes. it?
1: Don't worry, I have a post-it note in my office of all the songs and all the songs I would like to dance to and what types of dances I would do it to. You are prepared. I've been thinking about this. This is my football, guys. This is my Super Bowl. Okay. First person. So I, again, I broke these off. So the first four I'm going to list are actors. First person, Lamar Burton, who is was an actor on Star Trek, but best known for the show Reading Rainbow.
0: I know the name, but I, <laughs> I think, am I not think, sure who that is. Like, I can't I just, picture them, even though I know the name.
1: I think he's so wholesome. I think he has that nostalgia factor. He has his own podcast where he reads stories to people. That's so cute. I just think he's so cute. <laughs> next one matthew lewis who played neville in harry potter
0: oh for a second i was like who yeah okay neville longbottom all right
1: and he's he got hot he's yeah oh he's hot so next one jb lynn spears okay here's the thing there is no way that she can
0: be on this show right now without her answering some serious questions about the conservatorship
1: so it's nice because if she's on the show she could sign a contract being like, I'm not talking about my sister, but like, she can dance or pun intended, dance around the subject of families. And it's also people are going to tune in to see if she's going to spill the beans. She's kind of a shock factor to this because it's like, will she or won't she? And like, also, like, Brittany
0: is such a good dancer. So you're like, is it like, can Jamie dance? I don't know.
1: She would would she cute. do a Britney tribute number? She could. Next one is Jennifer Robertson, who is Jocelyn on Schitt's Creek. Oh, heck yes. She would be so funny on the show. She's not super famous, but she can be easily recognized and she'll pull in the cast to support her. So there's something really cool about that. And she'll become a household name on herself. And I like to add to a couple of season ago, Kate Flannery, who was on the office, who was Meredith on the office in my eyes expanded in my in my eyes because she was so funny and she was so good and I was just like I had a newfound love for the out for the office and her character because she was on the show I love that next is a comedian Burt Kreischer. I can I can't say his last name so Burt Kreischer, he had he's a famous comedian best known for a bit he does called the machine he's kind of more of like a guy's guy he has his own podcast with his best friend tom segura and he's on a netflix show never i never heard of him i think he's very funny i think he will be one of the up and coming comedians if not he's really up there i think he would pull in guys to watch the show and i think he'd be an interesting person next one these are two singers t-pain <laughs> do i have to say anything else if t-pain was on the season of dancing with the stars i would lose my mind because then I'm like who am I voting for who do I want to win because I just told you are you a passionate many- t-pain fan I just have I guess I, I think t-pain's great <laughs> I think I just think he's great. He was on the mass singer and I think everyone thinks T-Pain is just like good cuz he can sing do autotune, but he's very talented and I think he needs more credit. Okay. Like already I'm like ooh, I don't know who I want to vote for. <laughs> like I'm like who do I want to win of these people? Well, it depends how they dance, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then it also is like I really like these people anyway. Like I'm going to vote for people that I like.
0: But that's a popularity contest, not a dance contest. Well, that's the whole
1: thing. Half the show is based on obviously the dances, but the other half is really based on the how popular they are. And people and it shifts because people who might not come out as popular end up gaining like traction with fans and they gain more votes. Like okay, all right, I see what you're saying. So next is singer Jojo, not Jojo Siwa, but Jojo. Gitta. Jojo, original, get
0: out right now. It's the end of you and me. I love her. Yes, yes. I'm voting for her. So far, of everyone you you mentioned, I want Jojo.
1: <laughs> not Jamie Lynn Spears or- No, it's Jojo. Not not Jennifer Robinson, Jocelyn. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. It's still JoJo. Of everyone you've mentioned so far, I'm in for JoJo. The next person is a YouTuber, Eugene from the Try Guys. Yo, Eugene would be so good. And he's so creative. I, I think mean, he, he was a dancer, is a dancer. He can dance. He can dance. He has that art in him, that artistic movement. I think he would be so good. And I think he has such a good story. Now, let me ask you this. Does he have to be with a... Female partner, like, is this a heteronormative show? Yes. Yeah, so I haven't. They seen, never do same gender pairings, not in the in the years I've watched it. And I think if they ever did people that are identify as women or two people that identify as men, I feel like there would have been bigger news about it. But to my knowledge, it's always been guys and girls. It probably stems from like the sport of ballroom dancing.
0: Probably has like lifts or whatever that like mm-hmm. typically. Although when you watch Baby Ballroom. A lot of times there are, (laughs) this show keeps coming up.
1: There are like girls that dance together as partners because there's not enough boys that do it. Okay. So the next four are athletes because statistically they do have a couple athletes on every season. So the first one is Michael Orr, who, have you seen the movie The Blind Side? I have. So that was based off of him. He was on the Baltimore Ravens. I'm not too sure if he's currently on that team still. Oh, this is, so this is like the
0: real guy, not the actor who played him in the movie. So
1: the, I think the real guy. I think he would be an interesting person. Next is Emmanuel Echo... Who is a football player and author, but right now he's trending because he is taking over the hosting duties on The Bachelor. Okay. I have no idea who he is, but okay. He also wrote a book called Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. Oh, I know him for that. He was also a football player. He's trending more so now because he is taking over hosting duties for The Bachelor. And I am so excited about it because he just seems like a very interesting person. And I'm curious to see where he would take it. And I hope he is a long term host of The Bachelor. The next person is professional soccer player Mia Hamm.
0: Mia Hamm! A household name in the 90s.
1: Yes, I think she would be fantastic. I had a picture of her from a magazine. Like, that's the only athlete I've ever had a picture of from a magazine. She is a household name. She made, like, I think she put soccer into conversations at home.
0: Especially for, for women,
1: Yes, I would love to see her go on dancing with the stars. Last athlete I have is Michelle Kwan.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so now here's the thing.
1: Now, after you've added these
0: last five people or so, I no longer know who I'm going to vote for. Like in the exactly. beginning, I was like JoJo. Yeah, for sure. JoJo. Now it's like between JoJo, Eugene, Michelle Kwan, and Mia Ham, it's a toss up for me.
1: Yeah. And it's like, who do you want to win? And if you're watching the show, you could be like, oh, you know what? Lamar Burton deserves better. Or like Matthew Lewis is really great at what he does. I already forgot who he is, but yes. He's Neville from uh, Harry Potter. Right. The hot Neville. Got it. Okay. (laughs) So next, usually two reality shows. So I, I kind of more of a take on it. So I did Joe Gatto from Impractical Jokers. Okay. Have you not seen this show?
0: Here's the thing. I've seen a couple of episodes. I don't love it. It's okay. I
1: love it. And I think he's so great. And he always talks about kindness and stuff. He's a huge thing about like anti-bullying and stuff. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. For Joe Gatto. Practical Jokers. It's four best friends compete to embarrass each other. Okay, no, I've definitely seen that. But I don't know which one of the best friends he is.
0: I haven't seen it enough to know.
1: I'm very surprised that you had not more of a like, <gasps> oh my God. Because I would, I would, if Joe Gatto came on, I'd be like, absolutely I'm in. So next I pulled someone from the Food Network as per f- suggestions by Jess, the friend that I talked to last night to make sure you would know these people. She and I actively text throughout the whole two hours of Dancing with the Stars. So
0: it's she- on for two hours?
1: Yeah. That's long. Okay well baseball laugh for like most of a day.
0: I don't watch that either I'm just saying two hours every week is a long time. I'm not yes. saying I wouldn't watch it. I mean I don't watch anything that's on cable like I said. I can't be tied to my television on yes. a certain day but but I didn't realize it was on for two hours. I thought it was yeah. like an hour.
1: And I'm in. I'm in. Okay. I'm in. I I love. It's my show. I love it. So next person is Food Network star Carla Hall. Yeah, I've never watched Food Network a day in my life. There isn't a lot of chefs on the show. Paula Dean was on. Do you remember her?
0: I've heard of Paula Dean. I've heard of Martha Stewart or Betty Crocker. I get them confused. And then I've also heard of Rachel Ray. <laughs>
1: so I don't think
0: Martha Stewart has ever been on it. I don't. I know personally. who Gordon Ramsay is. Because he's angry and he does TikToks with his daughter. And I know who Bobby Flay is because he used to be on the radio when I used to listen to
1: the radio. The next two are shock value slash kind of in the political field. So Dr. Fauci. Really? I think he would be great on Dancing with the Stars. He adds the shock value. (laughs) He
0: doesn't have time right now. This would have to be years in the future when COVID is behind him because he's a busy man.
1: He is a busy man, but I think he'd be great (laughs) dancing with the stars. Okay. Next, the fly from the vice presidential debate. (laughs) (laughs) So we're at kind of the last few. This one I thought specifically for you, because I thought this person would be great. They are a singer. They are also in Broadway. (gasps) I'm excited. Um, And I also think, I don't think there's a lot of Broadway representation from my, my understanding. Anthony Ramos- from Hamilton. Hell yes. Hell yes. Yo,
0: I cancel everyone else. I'm voting for Anthony. Ramos.
1: (laughs) I'm not saying I
0: don't love a lot of people, but cancel everyone else. Anthony Ramos forever. Have you ever seen, yo, have you seen his music video mind over matter? No. Caitlin. it's really hot. Like I need you to watch it. Like, first of all, he can sing. Second of all, he is a Broadway person. Like he's just overall talented. So talented. He can dance because he's a Broadway person, but like also him and Jasmine are so cute together. Mm -hmm. And she's in that music video. It's real hot. You've got to watch it.
1: I think he has right now some trending fame because he's been in there. He's been in Hamilton he and he's probably- going to be in
0: the, he's the lead in the in the Heights movie that's coming
1: out this summer. I think he would be a fantastic fit for the show cuz Anthony Ramos, I vote for you. Uh, okay, so Dancing with the Stars, Tyra Banks, if you're listening. Tyra? <laughs> Tyra. Okay, next person. <laughs> I just Vanna White from Wheel of Fortune. How old is she? I don't know, but like Vanna White has had the best career in my opinion she is a sip everyone when you when I say Vanna White you know where she's from like you know what show she's from. true even though I don't watch the show you don't know anything about her I don't know anything about her aside that she's from Myrtle Beach because I is she old now I want I need to know how old she is how old is vanna white 64 okay
0: does she want to do this show well we didn't ask if anybody wants to do it we're just casting them we didn't ask
1: anyone we're just casting i think she would be fascinating on the show because she's had such a long career everyone knows who she was all she does is spun a wheel and has some banter with the host well done she is a chef's kid. spinning
0: from spinning the wheel to spinning on the floor vanna White white dancing with the stars
1: I would love to see her. I would, because I want to know if I would like her. And I think I would. Like, I think as a human, I think she'd be interesting on the cast. Next person from America's Next Top Model, Jay Alexander. Yes. Yes. Because he's also he like can walk the walk, but can he dance the dance? We're going to find out. Final two. So she's from TikTok. Sheena Melwani. I know who she is. So she sings. She has, I think, 1.6 million followers on TikTok. You need someone who it would be kind of appealing to the Gen Zers. And I think she has the balance of being known on TikTok, but being able to kind of hold her own. I think the show and the audience would really, really be attracted to her and really I've like actually her. never heard her sing. I feel like all the TikToks
0: I've seen are her or, like doing pranks with her husband and the two of them like laughing hysterically
1: I thought that that the husband was her dad but I could be I've been trying to figure it out I'm pretty I'm sure saying.
0: it's her husband but I could be wrong
1: Chelsea said the same thing so if it's two people who don't know each other who are saying the same thing I might just be wrong So the last person who I think should be on Dancing with the Stars is someone who is near and dear to my heart and we have spoken about him on this podcast is this Clayton?
0: Clayton Slater, come oh,
1: on down. <laughs> my goodness. Of course, of course you said Clayton. Clayton Slater of Lizzie McGuire, come on down. We would love to have you on Dancing with the Stars. So Tyra Banks and Dancing with the Stars, if you're listening, please make me a co-host and please consider this cast. Lamar Burton, Matthew Lewis, Jamie Lynn Spears, Jennifer Robinson, Bert Krishler, T-Pain, JoJo, Eugene, Michael Orr, Emmanuel Ego, Mia Hamm, Michelle Kwan, Joe Gatto, Carla Hall, Dr. Fauci, the fly from the vice presidential debate, Anthony Ramos, Vanna White, Jay Alexander, Sheena Malani, Clayton Snyder. Now, do the hosts get a say in who's on the show? I don't know. Tyra might because she's also a producer. So this, I think, is a good mix because it does have people that are still modern. There are the shock factors in there. It's an, a well-rounded cast. I see it. When I was coming up with this list, I had over, I think, 30 or 40 names. Ready
0: to cast more than one season.
1: I would love to join the team to cast the seasons. Put me in, Coach. Put me in, Tyra. Like, I would love to be on Dancing with the Stars. You should watch it.
0: I know that I would like the show. Like, I, again, I love watching dance and I watched a lot of other dancing shows like Baby Ballroom What do you have to watch (laughs) but but I know I would like it I just I'm not good at watching things that happen on a certain night of the week on cable I wish they would put it on Netflix like just drop me a whole season then I can binge it's probably on Hulu or somewhere yeah well you probably watch it the next day I feel like I need to binge it I'm a binge watcher
1: I don't know if I could binge it I think it'd be interesting to binge it but it is I mean it's just a good show I I very much enjoy it and think what I'm gonna have
0: to do for you at some point in our podcast and or friendship I'm gonna have to binge watch a season of The Bachelor and a season of Dancing with the Stars just for you and like do a diary about it
1: yes I mean but also I would have to pick a good season of both of those for you what did you think about my list I must know
0: I thoroughly enjoyed it when we first started the first couple of names. I was like, crap, I'm not good at recognizing names. Even though, once you explained who people were, I was like, okay, like that Matthew character, Neville. Mm-hmm. Like, once you were like Neville Longbomb, I was like, oh, oh, okay, I know who that is. I don't have great re- name recognition, apparently. I just got more excited the more people you piled onto that list.
1: That's the whole thing. You watch, when you watch the cast announcement, like there's a few, you like, who is that? Who is that? And then they are, they're like, Karamo from Queer Eye. And I'm like, yes! Like, should we get into Last Call? Last Call!
0: Caitlin, did you have a moment of joy or a personal victory or a moment when you were feeling grateful this week? Tell us about it.
1: I've had a few and I think I'm grateful for kind of ironic because we're doing a podcast, but there's been times where this couple last couple days where I got to just be quiet and just silently do stuff like read a book and knit and just clear my head. Mm-hmm. And I also was really aware of my feelings. So I think when you, when there's conversations, like, how are you doing? And you're just, people usually just respond like, I'm good. How are you? Right. And. I it's a yeah, reflex it's a reflex it's also kind of a cover-up and the last couple of days have had ups where I was neat and days where I was really on the rocks and I was open about it and I was honest when someone asked someone was like how are you and I was like well I'm not too well but I also knew that like that feeling I'm not feeling so great will pass and there's that's important yes and there's something I'm um, really nice to hide behind that or to remember that that there are times where things don't seem well, but they're going to. And I mean, I stem from being quiet and doing work quietly and doing things I like quietly, but it was just like trying to get myself together to kind of go through and get to that other side of things are going to be fine. I compare this a lot when I do have these conversations of feelings, and this is like a loose comparison, but I imagine emotions kind of like you as an airplane and you're in the clouds. And sometimes in those clouds going, taking off and you're in the clouds and it's really bumpy. But if you're able to get through the clouds, you're in the sky and it's sunny. And so on days where I, or weeks where I'm really having a tough time, I have to remind myself I'm just in the clouds. That's beautiful. You're going to be neat. It's going to be fine. You just, just be honest and, and feel it <laughs> and find ways to kind of find your center. So I've been doing that the last couple of days. And well,
0: and it's also like sometimes, sometimes you can't thrive and you have to just survive. And I don't think you need to feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. It's okay sometimes not to be okay. Which is a quote from one of my favorite songs, Jesse J, Who You Are. I was a retreat leader in college and that was my song because yeah. that line spoke to my soul and it really saved me and helped me when I needed it. Anybody looking for a song wreck this week? Who You Are <laughs> by Jesse J, specifically listen to the live version.
1: Have you had a personal victory or something that you're grateful for? What's on your I mind, my think- friend? I guess a personal victory
0: that I had yesterday was a colleague that I do not work closely with or regularly. It's not someone I'm close to or, or, or friends with, or it's not something, it's not someone I interact with on a regular basis. Sure. But they gave me a shout out at a meeting for something that I worked really hard on that Members of my own team did not acknowledge, but this person on a different team, uh, um, you know, gave me a shout out at a meeting in front of everyone, and and that was really that was really great. That's amazing, and it felt so really amazing. good. Like it doesn't take it just you know it just goes to remind us that feeling appreciated is such a powerful feeling, and it's such an incredible way to show someone love is to make them feel appreciated. And that's in all settings, not just, you know, like a relationship, a romantic relationship, Mm -hmm. but in all settings, like showing someone that you appreciate them. It's such a simple thing, but it really feels so good to feel appreciated.
1: And that's something I agree with you. I also think we need to appreciate each other or say things to each other more like as, as just people. And I I'm getting to a point and I keep telling myself if someone does a good job just say they do a good job yeah it goes so far and your spirits are lifted like I bet you feel great right now I did
0: I so this happened of course I was I was frazzled and like (laughs) I I was like schlepping a bunch of things around and like joined this meeting from my phone because it was like craziness and they were like oh like Somebody just gave you a shout out and I was like, what? And then they repeated it and I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And so like, I truly didn't take it in right away Mm -hmm. because I was frazzled in the moment. But again, another thing, like a personal journey that I have been on in the past year and a half, I guess now is trying to identify and recognize joy when it's happening because so much of life is busy and it is so easy for the bad things to stay with us. So Mm -hmm. to be able to even reflect and be like, oh, that did feel really good when he said that about me out um, at my job. And, you know, to even like, I'm going to be honest, when we first started doing Last Call, I was like, crap, what am I going to talk about? Like I had a moment where I like, I almost forgot
1: that that happened. And then as soon as I recalled it, I was like, oh yeah, that happened. And it made me feel great. I'm so happy for you. And part of the reason when we were starting this podcast and trying to figure out a an outline of this podcast and segments this came up this last call came up because it's important to recognize that joy and that all mm-hmm. came from you and this is why we have it because this part was really a lot of it stemmed from you so I'm so glad that you're using it and I'm glad to hear I'm yeah so happy that you're getting recognized thank you
0: thank you so much yeah I mean and again like I feel like like you said When we like something, we should just say it and not get in our own heads about it. Like, and it doesn't have to be just meaningless, you know, compliments, not that those are not also valued, like things like, you know, I like your hair today. Like, that's great. But even to just like to make someone feel appreciated in in the sense, like you were saying, like just the little things like, oh, like this, like what you just did was really great. Thanks. It's not something that you necessarily think about saying because it's not a required thing. But if we could create it as part of our dialogue, it would just be a really positive thing, I think, for everybody.
1: And if one person like if one person says it to another person and that person gets so happy I think it starts kind of a ripple effect where you start taking note on when people are doing well or, or working hard and it spreads. It really, really spreads. I agree. When this episode come out, listeners, we should all just compliment each other.
0: I think w- something we could do that might be a fun challenge is at some point we should ask listeners to give a compliment to a random stranger and we will share it on our Instagram story.
1: Yeah. That'd be cute. Yes, if you, yes, absolutely. I love that. I think this is a good note to end on. A great note to end on. Positive. A positive note to end on. There it is. There it is. Speaking of positive and Instagram story, you can follow us on Instagram at Neat and On the Rocks Podcast. You can also send us an email at Neat and On the Rocks Podcast at gmail.com. And
0: we're on Twitter. If you follow us on Twitter and send us a comment, I will
1: respond with a compliment at N-A-O-T-R pod. Also, if you can, please leave us a review. Five stars would be the best. It really helps us. We would greatly appreciate it. And if you have written a review, thank you so much. I've read the reviews and it really warms my heart. And people who have been commenting and DMing us, thank you so much. I am touched every time and I I grin ear to ear. I text Alyssa immediately. We're like, we're doing it. (laughs) We feel very loved. Thank you. Thank you so much and till next time cheers and we'll see you later slacha